I was telling Father earlier, this was the wrong weekend for me to write my longest homily yet. So, so we'll go ahead and get started. So last week, we heard Jesus tell us, I am the shepherd. And now today, we hear Jesus use another I am statement. He tells us, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Well, Jesus is describing himself as the true vine, and we are the branches feeding from that vine. The image of the vine should be familiar to us. The prophets of the Old Testament use it to describe God's relationship with his people. So, for example, Isaiah wrote a song of the vineyard in which he lamented Israel's failure to bear fruit. Despite God's constant care for the vine, it only produced sour and wild grapes. And also, the Psalms speak of the vine that was brought out of Egypt, but now ravaged by the enemies. This was a reference to the people's journey into the Promised Land and their subsequent exile that witnessed much shame and destruction. They go on to plead with God to restore Israel and make it fruitful again. So let's turn to the Gospel. The reading from the Gospel of John may make some people uncomfortable. Let me explain. So I have several rose bushes at home that I planted a few years ago. And every so often I go out with clippers and cut off the dead or diseased stems, leaves, etc. So at some point in the year, I cut the bushes down almost to the ground. So after I'm done pruning, the rose bush looks ugly, non-producing, as if it were almost dead. So why do I prune rose bushes? Well, first, because my wife tells me I have to. And it also, it also promotes a healthy plant life, helps keep the bush under control. And I know that after I cut all the, the withered or dead stuff, that my rose bushes will grow beautiful flowers. Pruning is necessary to produce new growth. So what makes people uncomfortable thinking about spiritual pruning? Well, pruning doesn't sound comfortable. It almost sounds painful. And today's gospel tells us, expect to be pruned. We should expect to have trials, hardships, disappointments, and at times may even question our faith. But this is the time that helps us grow. Grow in faith and draw closer to our Lord. And we see a great example of spiritual pruning in our first reading today from the Acts of the Apostles. The story of Saul's conversion into St. Paul. Before his conversion, Saul was a mean and nasty person that persecuted Christians. On the road to Damascus, Jesus appeared to Saul and asked him, Why do you persecute me? We know that Saul was then struck blind for three days and was not able to eat or drink at that time. When he arrived in Jerusalem, Barnabas was there to show Saul some Christian love. A love that was not just words or talk, but a love that was real and genuine. Barnabas took him to the apostles where he was healed. So we can see how the Lord pruned this man to the point that Saul 
could make the spiritual transformation from a Christian persecutor to one of Christ's greatest followers, St. Paul. In the gospel, Jesus describes himself as the true vine. So why does he describe himself as the true vine? Well, unlike the ravaged and the unfruitful vine of Israel, Jesus bears a fruit that the Father, who is the vine grower, seeks. That is because, unlike Israel's unfaithfulness, Jesus is united with the Father. His disciples will likewise bear fruit if they are united with him as the branches to the vine. It is through our union with Christ that enables us to draw life from him and pass it on to others. Jesus is the center of our lives that is holding us together. We became part of the vine, which is Jesus, when we received our baptism. And we are to make our home in Jesus. There are many seductions and distractions in this world that is inviting us to make our home in them. But if we do, our branches will wither and we will not bear fruit. There are many voices in the world telling us to eat the apple, eat the apple from the tree, and then we will have life and all will be well. But after eating that apple, we discover that we are worse off and even more unhappy. So, how do we keep ourselves from becoming a withered, dead branch? Well, we must make our home in Jesus. We must remember what is essential. We are the branches, and Jesus is the true vine. We draw the energy we need from the vine, which is from Jesus Christ, to help us live Christian lives and live it fully. Jesus asks us to make our home in him. We do this through the Eucharist, through the sacraments, through Bible study, the rosary, adult faith formation, youth programs, and so on. We must learn to not be sidetracked by these distractions. We must know that we will be pruned and that it is a constant pruning. Christ is our lifeline. He is the only way that we can truly find life to be fruitful and to give life to others. If branches do not bear fruit, they are cut off the vine. And God prunes the vine in order to produce more fruit. So, are we bearing fruit for the kingdom of God? Is our Christian love real and active, something that inspires others? Or is it just mere words and talk? God prunes us to improve our spiritual help. God also prunes us through the sacrament of reconciliation so that the dead or withered areas of our soul are removed. God may prune us just to improve our overall well-being and the well-being of the people around us. Can you identify the pruning moments in your life and identify how God used these moments to help you grow into the person you are today? So this coming week, I challenge you to, to pray and to consider the ways how the quality of your character today is due in large part to the pruning experiences you went through, the lessons you learned, and the values 
you adopted as a result. And also remember that you are in the skillful hands of a masterful gardener. I was telling Father earlier, this was the wrong weekend for me to write my longest homily yet. So, so we'll go ahead and get started. So last week, we heard Jesus tell us, I am the shepherd. And now today, we hear Jesus use another I am statement. He tells us, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Well, Jesus is describing himself as the true vine, and we are the branches feeding from that vine. The image of the vine should be familiar to us. The prophets of the Old Testament use it to describe God's relationship with his people. So, for example, Isaiah wrote a song of the vineyard in which he lamented Israel's failure to bear fruit. Despite God's constant care for the vine, It only produced sour and wild grapes. And also, the Psalms speak of the vine that was brought out of Egypt, but now ravaged by the enemies. This was a reference to the people's journey into the Promised Land and their subsequent exile that witnessed much shame and destruction. They go on to plead with God to restore Israel and make it fruitful again. So let's turn to the Gospel. The reading from the Gospel of John may make some people uncomfortable. Let me explain. So I have several rose bushes at home that I planted a few years ago. And every so often I go out with clippers and cut off the dead or diseased stems, leaves, etc. So at some point in the year, I cut the bushes down almost to the ground. So after I'm done pruning, the rose bush looks ugly, non-producing, as if it were almost dead. So why do I prune rose bushes? Well, first, because my wife tells me I have to. (laughs) And it it also promotes a healthy plant life, helps keep the bush under control, and I know that after I cut all the the withered or dead stuff, that my rose bushes will grow beautiful flowers. Pruning is necessary to produce new growth. So, what makes people uncomfortable thinking about spiritual pruning? Well, pruning doesn't sound comfortable. It almost sounds painful. And today's gospel tells us, expect to be pruned. We should expect to have trials, hardships, disappointments, and at times may even question our faith. But this is the time that helps us grow. Grow in faith and draw closer to our Lord. And we see a great example of spiritual pruning in our first reading today from the Acts of the Apostles. The story of Saul's conversion into St. Paul. Before his conversion, Saul was a mean and nasty person that persecuted Christians. On the road to Damascus, Jesus appeared to Saul and asked him, Why do you persecute me? We know that Saul was then struck blind for three days and was not able to eat or drink at that time. 
When he arrived in Jerusalem, Barnabas was there to show Saul some Christian love. A love that was not just words or talk, but a love that was real and genuine. Barnabas took him to the apostles where he was healed. So we can see how the Lord pruned this man to the point that Saul could make the spiritual transformation from a Christian persecutor to one of Christ's greatest followers, St. Paul. In the gospel, Jesus describes himself as the true vine. So why does he describe himself as the true vine? Well, unlike the ravaged and the unfruitful vine of Israel, Jesus bears a fruit that the Father, who is the vine grower, seeks. That is because unlike Israel's unfaithfulness, Jesus is united with the Father. His disciples will likewise bear fruit if they are united with him as the branches to the vine. It is through our union with Christ that enables us to draw life from him and pass it on to others. Jesus is the center of our lives that is holding us together. We became part of the vine, which is Jesus, when we received our baptism. And we are to make our home in Jesus. There are many seductions and distractions in this world that is inviting us to make our home in them. But if we do, our branches will wither and we will not bear fruit. There are many voices in the world telling us to eat the apple, eat the apple from the tree, and then we will have life and all will be well. But after eating that apple, we discover that we are worse off and even more unhappy. So, how do we keep ourselves from becoming a withered, dead branch? Well, we must make our home in Jesus. We must remember what is essential. We are the branches, and Jesus is the true vine. We draw the energy we need from the vine, which is from Jesus Christ, to help us live Christian lives and live it fully. Jesus asks us to make our home in him. We do this through the Eucharist, through the sacraments, through Bible study, the rosary, adult faith formation, youth programs, and so on. We must learn to not be sidetracked by these distractions. We must know that we will be pruned and that it is a constant pruning. Christ is our lifeline. He is the only way that we can truly find life to be fruitful and to give life to others. If branches do not bear fruit, they are cut off the vine. And God prunes the vine in order to produce more fruit. So, are we bearing fruit for the kingdom of God? Is our Christian love real and active, something that inspires others? Or is it just mere words and talk? God prunes us to improve our spiritual help. God also prunes us through the sacrament of reconciliation so that the dead or withered areas of our soul are removed. And God may prune us just to improve our overall well-being and the well-being of the people around us. Can you identify the pruning moments in your life 
and identify how God used these moments to help you grow into the person you are today. So this coming week, I challenge you to to pray and to consider the ways how the quality of your character today is due in large part to the pruning experiences you went through, the lessons you learned, and the values you adopted as a result. And also remember that you are in the skillful hands of a masterful gardener.